It's time for Huddle Up on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. As we prepare for kickoff of the All-Star Catholic High School Football Game of the Week, we take you inside the game, talking with coaches and players about faith, football, and the keys to achieving greatness both on and off the gridiron. Welcome to Huddle Up, WSFI's 88.5, and here we are at Carmel Catholic High School with head coach Andy Biddle, and we're getting ready for game number four against Nazareth Academy. Welcome, Andy. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. I want to talk to you a little bit about the season. Up to this point, we're one and two. We had a tough Maris team last week, 27-8, and looking forward, looking backward, what are your reflections? Well, unfortunately, you got to look backwards to get better to move forward. So in reflection of last week, we had some pretty key injuries. You know, our quarterback's been out for the last two weeks, and we have our junior quarterback playing, which is a little rough around, you know, a little rough around him because he hasn't had as many reps. But the other part of it is we've been real shabby in the special teams. And that's really been – that's kind of been our staple over the years to be excellent special teams. We had two turnovers in special teams that allowed a great team to have a short field which puts a lot of pressure on our defense. And so when you give you give a good opponent the short fields, you're asking for trouble, and that's kind of what happened, especially with some kids at, uh, at a key position that's pretty inexperienced. Yeah, I, I look at my own son um, who's on the team, and, and genetically he's not the most uh, gifted. He's had a lot of uh, struggles in terms of injuries and what have you uh, that are not, you know, it's basically his genetic predisposition. And you don't... Um, you know, get out and grab people off the street, what have you. You're given what you're given in terms of the people that we send here. Um, how much, how good are we in terms of talent that we, can we compete? Well, first of all, if, if you look at our schedule, the first four teams we play are all state-ranked teams. So um, when you have a key injury at, at a position, quarterback, then you're really, you know, you've got to play, you got to, you know, button down hatches everywhere else you can't have mistakes at other spots because you know your the level of play at that position is going to have to develop so um that's the part i'm a little you know upset about is the fact that we let other things go if you look at the size of some of the you know the mayor's team we play they're they're gi- gi- ginormous but that is, it is what it is that's why the triple option is such a great offense you don't have to block two big guys and you can still gain yards actually we outrushed them People, the score doesn't indicate that, but we had more rushing yards than they did. Right, and people don't, that are critics of the triple option, my old coach uh, Jamie Harrington would say, are people that don't really understand it. You yeah. can have a spread formation, you can do anything you want with a triple option. So, uh, Coach, you're uh, you know a joyful guy and what have you, and I remember just uh, anecdotally when I was running for sheriff the last time around, and Ray Rose, my undersheriff, former chief of Mundelein, a lot of people in the office had tried to undermine me, and I was walking around with my head down. And he said, everybody's watching you. You don't have that luxury. And um, ultimately, as head coach, you have to present yourself that way, don't you, for these young guys? Yeah, we have, we have, to, we have to spin it uh, uh, in an educational mode where they're going to not only uh, learn from losing, they can learn from winning, but they, they get, you can learn a lot from losing, but you have to pull your bootstraps up, take a good look at yourself. And I told the whole coaching staff the same thing. 
And I told the kids, I was telling the coaching staff, we're all going to look at this. We're going to all get better and we're going to figure out a way to get better. And so we frame our criticism in a, in a positive mold because I think if you keep tearing people down, I don't think people realize the teams that we've played are all, all going to be in the top eight in the state. Yes, absolutely. And so it's not like we're playing, uh, you know, little sisters of the poor. No, no offense to the little sisters in, of the poor. You know, everything's in cycles. You look at Juliet Catholic is 0 3. They're down and they rolled yeah. off our schedule. So, <laughs> so the two teams that rolled off our yeah. schedule are probably the, on the bottom of the league this yeah. year. So isn't our isn't schedule even got tougher from last right. year. So, and I think we were rate, rated the third hardest schedule in the state. So, and I told, the, and I told our staff the first four games are crucial and you know this game's a big game in terms of um the rest of the season it could catapult us right back into the, the playoff hunt for sure right and Julia catholic just for the listeners obviously is the most uh, historic program in terms of winning in illinois um looking ahead to nazareth and back-to-back state champions uh have only lost one game in the last three years and uh well, they lost last week, but they they lost away to Notre Dame of Niles, who's a very very good program, and they're going to be mad, and they're going to be coming in here, and they're an awesome program. What are we What are we doing? Well, um, you know, the good thing about high school sports is that you can't uh, you can't sign people to long term contracts, so these all state players are are leaving. They're sick. They have six sophomores starting on their team. They do have a kid named Devontae Dunn, plays D-line, about 6'2", 265. He's a really good player. I think he's uh, probably going – they were talking about him going to Colgate or the Ivy League. He's a very good player. But they're not – they, they lost that Julian Love kid, went to Notre Dame, who actually started at Notre Dame on the first game because they had all those suspensions, but the kid played. And so he's a great player. He's gone. And then their junior running back transferred out. So they, a bulk of their, their team is gone, uh, which is probably a good thing. But uh, Coach Radke is a great coach, and um, they play hard. We're going to have to play great to beat them. But I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if we'd come up on top. I like that. Yeah, I, I know two years ago when uh, Stevenson won the state championship, we have good friends at Lake Forest, and they had played uh, St- Stevenson, and they had – uh, played against Nazareth that same year, Lake Forest High School had, and they said there's no doubt about it, Nazareth is the best team in the state. They would have pounded Stevenson. And um, they're in your conference, and they're just another week, and, and what have you. So right, and they didn't win a conference last year. And either did Maris, and Maris turned, went to the state championship. So that's how tough our conference is. Right, right. So um, just some of the highlights in terms of the, the – development of the players that you see this year in terms of developing into men uh can you share with us a little bit what's going on well i think um what i really am impressed upon our kids in terms of a tackle standpoint we're, we're one and two and it's easy to kind of just be depressed and point fingers and start complaining to one another um and you know fringes you know we call them cancers you start a little cancer on the side and it starts to fall apart i don't see any of that what i said matter of fact we might have had our best practice of the year yesterday which would have been tuesday and so tuesday and wednesday are prep days and if we practice well on those days i think we perform very well on friday so that's a good indication that they're just they're just taking a deep breath and they're going to figure it out and uh, push forward so i'm pretty impressed upon um you know it comes from the seniors mainly but uh, all the kids are buying into it yeah um you know, last week was uh, senior week, and we were able to walk out on the field with our son, my wife and I, and it was really a special week, and I want to thank you for that. Historically, um, it was a, a meal that you would spend with the kid, and it wasn't, you know, he was, they always had 
um, butterflies and didn't really talk or anything, so it was kind of a goofy meal. But this year we got to go to the chapel. Yeah. That was really which, awesome which I uh, For years I thought it was, we wasted too much money, first of all, yeah. on a, like a banquet for like 25 minutes. And I'm like, I'm in the same way. I'm not even thinking about the banquet. I'm, and, the, and the parents at that point, I'm thinking about, let's, we got to go to the next meeting. We got to get the kids ready to play. So I talked to our team mom, Michelle Pachinski, and we, I, I said, well, why don't we, instead of doing a, spending all this money, why don't we bring the parents closer to what is really important to us and what we really try to teach the kids? And um, so we bring them, we do chapel every every week, and it's really, it's amazing how awesome the kid, kids get into that. They really love it. It's, an, it's a staple of our, our program because it's, it's the concept that you know we need. We're in this together. We're going to do stuff for other people without expecting anything in return. And I think um, that message is the get it factor for me. So I'm hoping that kids will get that. The wins and losses, you'll forget about those. And we went, you know, we win because of these kinds of things. I think. But the fact that the kids buy into the faith-based part of it, the service to others part of it, is really what football is all about for, for me and has been forever. Right. Yeah, it was a beautiful thing. And Coach uh, Fitzgibbons gave a um, – it's not really a homily because it wasn't a mass. It was uh, – but the Eucharist had been um, – Previously Congress, right, Congress consecrated. consecrated. But it, it was a beautiful uh, – scriptural talk that related to the you know the moment at hand in the football game and you are you do a great job of that and I, I really think that Catholic um, men have an added advantage by not just you know rah 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 they can tie it back to our faith and, and that's really where uh, strong emotions lie so yeah the the, the, the the bond thing that they can model and in every facet of their relationships with their with their brothers and sisters, with their parents, future wives, and their children. And hopefully the get-it factor is they get all this when they grow up and become men. And they pass it forward. Through. And so exponentially, that message goes forever. Yeah. So we got some real burners in the backfield as we look ahead to Nazareth. Um, our line is small a little bit, would you say, at least from my observation? Well, smaller than the teams we've played, for sure. Right, yeah. right. You know, we have a 250-pound guard, and we have a 290-pound right. guard. Right. We have some big guards. Right. Our other right. kids are 200-pound-ish. Yeah. You know? So compared to the teams we play average, we are smaller. Yeah. So they really, when they have to work on their blocking, they have to, you know, their technique has to be better than their opponent, and what have you to spring these potentially well, spring these back. it goes right back to the option. The reason I went, the reason I studied triple option and brought it to Carmel is because when I first started, we were playing Joliet Catholic, Marion Catholic, Marist. We had, we were in this, the CMC, so we were playing Loyola. We had Providence on our schedule. We had Mount Carmel. We had Fenwick. We had all these teams on our schedule. And I'm looking, how are we ever going to win a game? And the way to do it is to run triple option. So we double team at the point of attack. We don't block people at the point of attack. And so the concept the whole concept of option is coming back to us because there was a period of time where we had big linemen and we could knock people back. But now we're going back to where we were when we started, and it comes down to technique, like you said. Double teaming, reading the right guy, getting the ball in the right hands of the right people, and that's why you'll see by the end of the year we'll be scoring five touchdowns a game. And so, uh, Coach, last week Nazareth um, wound up losing in a, a close game in the uh, Notre Dame and Niles. You were able to look at that game. Mm-hmm. You told us a little bit about uh, the fact that they're a different team. 
what do they do well and what are we going to have to stop? Well, I think they're very athletic in terms on defense. They run all over the place, and that's good and bad because they try to get up the field and make you make bad decisions. The problem is if we make good decisions, there's nobody in the secondary, so we can get some big plays. And that's what happened with Notre Dame. had three big plays that won the game for them. And so the other, great, great, great. We just got to be patient. Three yards, five yards, three yards, three yards, 70. That's what's going to happen. Five yards, four yards, 75. It's going to be that way. So we're going to have to be patient. And defensively, we're going to have to do the same thing in terms of containing uh, what they have going on. So, uh, Coach, we're going to take a break. Uh, When we come back, this is WSFI 88.5 and Huddle Up with Coach Andy Biddle, Carmel Catholic High School. Are you enjoying this WSFI local program and want to share it with others? Visit WSFICatholicRadio.org and click on Listen, Then Programming. That's WSFI Catholic Radio, Listen, Then Programming. Hi, this is Mike McCoy. I went to the University of Notre Dame, played 11 years in the NFL. And why is Catholic Radio relevant for the Chicago area? Well, I think it's relevant all over the country because of what's going on in our culture today. I see it all the time as I go into Catholic schools. A lot of pressure on our young people. You know, what's the truth? What's what's not the truth? What's the absolute truth? So hopefully by coming into this social media radio, we'll get some positive things out there so people can listen to. So that's why I think it's relevant because our culture is overwhelming us today. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at WSFIRadio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Welcome back to WSFI 88.5 and huddle up with uh, head coach Andy Biddle of Carmel Catholic High School. And this is the segment in the program where we introduce the WSFI Sports Faith Hall of Fame Player of the Week. Coach, we have a new one for this week. That's a long title. Right. That name. <laughs> yeah, this week, I, um, you could do it every week for this kid. Jacob Seco is a great player for us. Uh, kids selected him as captain. He plays defensive line. And uh, he spots on the offensive line. I have him on most of the special teams because he's he hustles downfield, he does his assignment, and uh, you, know, you get nothing but 100% from him. And in the weight room, practice, he's there every day. And he gets, I think he gets frustrated if he has to miss any time. That's the kind of kid he is. And uh, he's dedicated to being a leader on our team. So I'm really excited about having him be the player of the week. And I expect a great game out of him this week, as always. So he's a Paisan, uh, both of your names in Val and a little bond there. <laughs> well, maybe a little bit. But, uh, you know, the great thing about Jay is he's, kind of, he's a transplant from Rhode Island. He, tra- he transferred here as a freshman, didn't know anybody, and he was selected captain by the time he was a senior. So that, that shows you how he's willing to, to buy in, uh, connect with other people, and that's, a, that's what leadership's all about. Jacob, congratulations on uh, receiving the award. Thank you, I appreciate and, it. Uh, well-deserved. I've watched all the games, and your number is called out for, you know, what they say is the uh, non uh, glory or, or, or the behind-the-scenes type of positions, offensive and defensive line, your name gets called all the time just because of the fact that you are uh, so active out there and you, you do a great job. I want to talk to you a little bit about, um, you know, the, the faith aspect and being this, 
that you're receiving the award from WSFI uh, Catholic Radio. Your father was a fireman from uh, Rhode Island, and obviously we think the world of firemen. We think of the fact that they run into burning buildings and put their own lives uh, at risk, and the fact that um, I really think when you take a job like that, you have to accept the fact that, um, well, you may not live to see tomorrow. It's not a, a given, what have you. And that's a service mindset, and you're receiving an award from a Catholic radio at a Catholic high school, and tell us how that helped you, having a father like that that was in in, a, in that industry. Well, you know, um, my dad, he he definitely taught me a lot growing up when I was a kid to uh, to be a leader in life, and um, you got to take charge of every situation that you're put in, uh, regardless of scenario, good or bad, you got to give it your all every time. And uh, my parents are definitely very faith-driven. They've taught me from a young age to be appreciative for what you have. Like, no circumstance is too good or too bad. you got to be uh, always content with where you are and strive to be better. And uh, growing up Catholic, um, I learned all those values and stuff like that, and that's, that's the type of things that I carry with me every day, you know, because uh, nothing's impossible with God on my side. So. And uh, your commitment, you, I can see that you're a big shoulder guy, that you're, you're in, as Coach said, you're in the weight room, you're working hard. It, victories don't happen on Friday night. They happen uh, in everything that leads up to it. And you, you t- you've taken that seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely, that started uh, last November in the weight room with uh, all their coaches up there. Um, the EFT trainers, they instilled in us that uh, these weightlifting sessions and all the practices leading up to game week should make us better and games should be easier than practices because that's what's going to help us win on Friday nights. And, you know, coaches put you in that position of being a captain and with that comes a lot of responsibility because they look at you and your commitment um, has to be seen by them as well and secondly, you know, you have to be a, a second coach, if you will, to the people that aren't uh, honoring their commitment. How do you feel about that responsibility? Uh, yeah, it's definitely a big weight on my shoulders, and I always think about that. That's something that you not only carry through school, but you know, on the field, of course. Um, you want to make sure that you're doing your best and you're always encouraging everybody else because they look up to you, and if they see that you're frustrated, they're going to be, become frustrated. So it's kind of like a, a lead-by-example type of position. You just got to give it your all, give it 100%, and keep a mo- positive mindset, and I believe that all the other players will follow through with that. So you're going down to Nazareth Academy on uh, Friday night and are you excited? Yeah absolutely you know we've been putting in a lot of time this week we've been working on certain scenarios and uh, I think we're becoming best prepared for this Friday night and I'm looking forward to the game. Did you watch a lot of film? I have yes along with all the other defensive linemen and um, defensive players we've been putting in a time just like always and we're going to give it an extra 110% to make sure that we come fully prepared this week. So what are the keys for you in terms of of your role do you think? Uh, Definitely definitely Lyman and assignment we got to keep ready um, with where we're at um, and you know just stay focused on keys and keep working our tails off and I think that's what's going to be big for us is just going 100% even when we're tired. So um, you know in in terms of uh, Looking ahead in, in terms of the season, uh, you feel optimistic about where Carmel Catholic's headed? Oh, absolutely. We got our we got our mindset in the right direction. Uh, we got a great group of leaders in front of this team and uh, a great group of guys all in the mix. You know, um, I feel that if we keep the way we're going and we get a W this week, that's going to be a huge momentum change in our season. So what's the future hold for you? Uh, you know, the goal right now is to make playoffs. So I'm taking it one step at a time. But after that, hopefully I want to play some college football. 
And do you know where? Honestly, no, I have no idea, but I'm, I'll take any opportunity given to me. Yeah, boy, you'd love the game then, huh? Yeah, absolutely. That's beautiful. Yeah, I, I would say that um, as you look uh, forward, it's a difficult thing when you play football because it is such a commitment. And ultimately, when somebody says, what do you want to do, you know, as far as college and what have you, when you're talking to a football player, it's really a hard question because you have your academics and you have your football as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a major balance, especially through the school week. You know, we get out of practice at like 7.30, but you just got to stay on top of all that, and uh, it ends up working out just fine. Yeah, it's a commitment that uh, I can tell you from being in uh, as the sh- uh, sheriff and what have you that, you know, I have a lot of people that uh, – they show up on a job, they're a probationary employee, and they want a day off or something like that. That's not the way it works in the real world. And the commitment of football is a unique commitment in the sense that, I mean, you could get a job at Burger King and you could show up and you'd still have the job the next day. Coach Biddle's not going to put up with that, though, is he? <laughs> no, yeah. I know firsthand that, um, you know, I showed up actually, this is kind of a f- ironic that you bring this up, but actually yesterday um, I was a little bit late to practice because we – I I went into the training room to get my knee tape because I have like a cut on the side of it, and um, I only showed up. We we were like maybe halfway through warmups, and he pulled me over after, and I was like, I'm not really sure what he's going to talk to me about. Maybe he's going to say like, get these guys going, positive energy type talk. But um, he actually looked at me and says, never be late to practice again. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, this is the only time in my life like I've ever been late, and I have a pass like from the trainer. But you know, that's definitely kind of the the morals that coach instills, and not only me or the other captains, but all the players. You know, he really wants us to have that hard-working mindset no days off never be late always give 110 percent every play you know they only last six seconds you never know when it's going to be your last so and it's a, definitely an attitude and that's uh, in great need in our culture and in our uh, business commerce market everything so it'll translate well for you through life so uh can you tell us a little bit this is catholic radio and it is football and your prayer life your your out there, uh, you're not neglecting that, are you? No, actually, um, I, along with all the other teammates, attend Mass uh, every Wednesday after school. We have a Mass, and we all attend that. You know, we do our best to say our daily prayers and just take a little time away from each day to give thanks for all the blessings we have, you know, playing this great game. And uh, attending a school like this is a really just a blessing. So you got to give thanks for the, the little things in life, along with the big things like school and stuff like that. So you've recognized right away that Carmel is a neat place, huh? Yes, absolutely. It's um, definitely and, one of its own. And for your parents being your dad being a fireman, you did not you didn't get rich in, in life and what have you. They make a sacrifice to send you here. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you're grateful that they've done that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm forever thankful for my parents and everything that they do for me. Yeah, thank you so much. You're an impressive young man. Jacob Sicko, our WSFI 88.5. Player of the Week on Spotlight. You're listening to WSFI 88.5 Catholic Radio. Congratulations, buddy, and go beat Nazareth. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. This has been Huddle Up on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Up next, it's the starting lineups and kickoff right after these messages.